0: Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Gillian Goss on a Friday, thanks for your company. Don't forget you can always contact us, 1-800-595-194 or give us a text, 0487-736-736. Well, Gillian, when we launched this show... We were keen to get some big names and I put the pressure on you and you haven't disappointed.
1: Now every Friday I'm going to do a feature you'll be involved too but I thought a WA launch of the show we've got to go a bit of local talent that's on the global stage and I'm not going one I went for two two great mates they grew up together their families know each other well they are international superstars in their respective sports none other than Daniel Ricciardo and Marcus Stoinis and we've caught up with them they're spread around the world Danny Rick I'll start with you where are you and how is life
2: well that was uh, a beautiful intro <laughs> oh there we go sorry this <laughs> I'm in Monaco uh, I'm at uh, I'm in my apartment and the I guess the people living above me are uh doing some works so I think they're hanging up some paintings or something so there's a bit of going <laughs> on. Uh, well I,
1: on, I the, on the back of that noise that we just heard tapping away on the roof just before we we actually started recording this Stoyne you had a bit of an opinion what that noise on Daniel's roof might be
3: I actually heard they were just extending his apartment blockading <laughs> the fifth story on there and, um, yes. and he's not outsourcing candy work, so I'm, I'm not surprised that he's outsourcing the building of, um, of his apartment
0: <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Hey, boys, when was the actual last time you were in each other's company? Now you're on the other side of the world, you know, as we mentioned. Uh, one's in Monaco, of course. Uh, one is in 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 India. We're over in Perth. When was the last time you two blokes were in the same room or in the same field or the same gym together?
3: Yeah, that was a while ago. That was um, towards the start of COVID, I reckon. And uh, oh, speaking of outsourcing, he actually didn't even invite me over to hang out with him. He outsourced me to go to the farm and help build his racetrack. Right, um, <laughs> where I pulled back first hard day of work that I've ever done, I did my back and couldn't start pre season on time.
2: <laughs> it, was, it was about it, yeah, probably a year ago, wasn't it? Um, that we'd seen each other, and um, I've been trying to call the kid since, but uh, he doesn't listen to <laughs> anymore. He's he's worse than me at responding to messages or calls, so uh, it's actually nice what? to see his face again. I forgot what Marcus. Looks like. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's, a bit of muscle, though. He's looking, looking a little bit slim these days, I reckon. He's, you reckon he's looking trimmer
1: <laughs> these days. I, just saying, no, I'm going to pull you up no, there, no. Uh, Danny, Rick, because <laughs> you're talking about about 12 months ago when the world went into lockdown and you boys took out you, – you spent a bit of time together, didn't you, down on the farm, uh, as, as you say, Stein, building a racetrack for Daniel. But there was a lot of working out, a lot of heavy lifting and and getting yourself fit and, and ready. But then when you separated – you two and Scotty James, who's a good mate of you two as well, you started this Instagram challenge. Now, Danny, you reckon that Stoin's looking a bit thin now. I'm just going to take you back for a minute. Have a listen to this, and and, and we'll just remind you okay. what you thought of him about 12 months ago.
2: This is I, coming at Scotty and the Greek freak. With these eyes, I see you're all muscles but a little weak. Big Stoin smashing sixes all over the ground. Quite a physique, yet starting to look a little round. My intuition tells me, lay off the Greek tzatziki, because your pink eyes looking like the backside of Rafiki. <laughs> oh well, Stoyan, I'll let you have some sort of rebuttal or reply here.
1: I've got bad allergies, Gil. Um, I'm allergic to grass, and so that
3: that comment about my eyes is actually offensive um, to a lot of people out there, to to the to the civilians out there that have struggled with hay fever for their whole life,
1: like myself. Um, yeah. No, but that's a shocking rap. That is a shocking rap. Well, that was <laughs> well, one of many challenges that you guys were throwing back and forward to each other, which they, were, they kept a lot of people entertained through that challenging time early on. But uh, times are changing a bit now. And uh, Daniel, for you, times have changed again, mate. You've um, just completed your first race in the uh, beautiful orange of McLaren in Formula One, mate. How did you find it? How are you finding the new team and, and settling in?
2: It's been um it's been really good actually. It's nice to get the season going. Um I would say um yeah the the race went okay. It went a little better than um than the wrap I tried to just put together. <laughs> but, uh but yeah, you know, settling into the new team. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm actually really loving it. They've been um they've been awesome uh so far and I think just getting me up to speed. It, it sounds a bit weird cuz you've got I mean, I've been I think this is my tenth year of F one. Yeah. Tenth or eleventh. I, I I lose actually track now. Um <laughs> but yeah. it's like you think, oh, you know, it's just jumping into a new team as you know, he's driving F one that he's done for ten years now. How how hard can it be? But um just perfecting everything with the new car and, and getting to know the new team and kind of build those relationships with my engineer, with the mechanics, all of that it, it does take time. So
0: so, Daniel, we've all just dined out on uh, Drive to Survive and, you know, obviously it's a precursor to this season which he- is underway and we're heading for, for race two next week. How much of Drive to Survive, one, have you watched and, two, how genuinely realistic has it appeared from the time that it was recorded? How much has hit the cutting room floor and how much are we seeing that, for the want of a better word, I know it's reality, but how real? was the end result for you drive to survive
2: it's i mean it's a good question i i think it's because it's i'm in it as far as i'm in formula one i'm it's obviously my life and has been you know the last decade it's been uh i'll always like look at things i'm like oh that that was kind of a little bit edited there or there and it it wasn't actually at that race that that maybe that happened or that incident was maybe not as as big as that scene so I would say some of it certainly is a little, a little heightened, um, you know, and, and, uh, some, some things, yeah, probably emphasised with a little more, a little more drama. Um, but again, that's, that's, I think me knowing everything there is to know. Um, I think for everyone else watching on, on, let's say the outside, um, I think the show has been really good mm. for the sport. It's certainly yeah. put us on like a, a bigger platform than I think we already had. So it's been positive. Um, but yeah, they, they certainly do you know want some of those rivalries and that. And even if there's not really a, uh, let's say, a rivalry, so to speak, I think they'll, they'll try and lean on it just to create something. So
1: One of the great quotes I thought Dan, out of that uh, season three was from Christian Horner, your former team principal at Red Bull, where he was discussing your move from Renault over to McLaren, and he said, uh, he said "It's a bit like breaking up with a girlfriend who doesn't move out of the house for about nine or 10 months." Um, given that you had to then complete the season with uh, Renault, that looked really challenging, mate. How 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 tough was it to front up each day and see that team and and, and Cyril, the the team principal there? It must have been a a, a really emotional roller coaster.
2: It's I, I think Christian described it, you know, really well with that. Um, but you know, I so I um, I announced it during let's say lockdown. So yep. we'd kind of had. I think we'd had probably like six, six weeks to actually let's say digest it. Yep. And and for Renault and myself to digest the news before we actually went racing. So to be honest, by the time we actually got to, to round one, which was I think in July by that stage, um, it, it was kind of fairly old news by then. So we'd kind of accepted it, you know, kind of shook hands so to speak and, yep. and, and, Acknowledge that we had a job to do and and pretty much a whole season to do with each other so um that's where like some of that you know around maybe Cyril and myself was was maybe a little bit heightened um but I think once we got down to the racing it was it was game on and uh I think very quickly as well like I certainly um I think showed my speed and my yeah uh will um you know in in those first few races and I think that certainly you know Showed Renault that I was I was going to put it all in for the rest of the year. So they they uh, I, I put I put faith back in the team. I think with yeah. with my result.
0: Can I ask you a question, both of you on tours and the likes? How many times have you been COVID tested? Have you kept count?
2: I I stopped I stopped taking uh, keeping count. I I know oh, it's it's definitely nudging up to a hundred times. Um, I, I would confidently say. Yeah, probably 80, 80
3: to 90 uh, so far. Yeah, I'm similar. I mean, definitely over 50 times. I've been tested three times in the last four or five days, let alone uh, the last year. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty comprehensive. Don't worry about that.
1: It's pretty lucky there's a couple of decent-sized bugles between the two of you, isn't there, with the, um, the way they ram those <laughs> swabs up, up the nose. But uh, I'm sure you'll stay healthy and fit. But, uh, Stoin, there's a, a few issues with uh daniel sams has tested positive over there he he was at the delhi capitals with you last year he's now at your old franchise the royal challenges bangalore what he's ruled out is he for the for the tournament or does he just have to sit tight for a few weeks and, and get over it what's the situation and is there any discussion around possibly the, the tournament being waylaid due to this uh one case turning up is there other outbreaks likely that we're going to hear of
3: Uh, Yeah, I did speak to Dan the other day, actually, just yesterday. Um, And he said he's going okay. He said uh, it just pretty much feels like a mild flu for him at the moment. So, fingers crossed it doesn't uh, get any worse for him. There's no news as yet. There's been um, some sort of a bit of gossip, I guess, um, as to a few games being moved away from Mumbai because um, it's quite bad here at the moment. Um, But... As far as I know, we're playing in two days and that, and that game is in Mumbai to start the tournament.
1: Question for both of you, and uh, I'll leave it to you. Whoever speaks first or, or stays silent longest won't have to answer it first, but um, you've achieved to hit the highest level of your sport and some, obviously it's a passion for you guys uh, and you've, you, you're consistently performing at that level. What is the absolute Mount Everest for you?
3: early on it was all about obviously playing for Australia and striving for each step as it would be for F1 and all those sort of things. And you want to get your one day cap and play, play play test cricket for Australia um, and all those sort of things. But I think as you go along um, and I always remember this sounded corny when I'd, when I'd hear people say this, but you get to a stage where we we play or we race or we do things um, like, like Dan said for 10 years and you do it nearly every day. Um, and you get to a stage where you probably realize that you just want to be as good as you can be and get everything out of yourself and figure out how good you can be at whatever you've chosen to dedicate all this time to. So um, for me, obviously, it's cricket. And and I've just realized that at the end of the day, I want to figure out how good I can be at this sport. Um, I've put so much time and so much effort and, and passion and energy into this over such a long period of time. Um and I still feel like I've got a lot more to give and, and yeah. I'm still sort of uh, excited by the fact and love the game that I want to figure out how good I can be. So for me, that's my number one driving passion at the moment. But it it always used to be um, playing for that next team, getting that next contract, going to the IPL, all those sort of things. Yeah, They are still there, but I think, um, yeah, my perspective's probably changed a little bit.
1: Sure.
2: That was beautiful. <laughs> I, actually, I, I, let, I let you go. I let you go first because there was there was actually some drilling going on upstairs. So I thought I'd let that, let that take take its course. But um, mine personally is, I guess, a little a little different because I'm still, I guess, chasing a world title. Like that's yep. that's really my really why I signed up for this. Um, yes, I, I love the competition, and and I do love all that comes with it. But ultimately I, I compete cause I want to see if I'm the best in the world. Um, and I've proven it on some days, you know, by winning some races. Yep. Um, but over the course of the season, you know, I, I want to, I want to be that guy. Um, and I think as long as I believe I can still do it and have the, have the drive and have that, I think that pure core belief in myself, then I'll, then I'll keep doing this. And I think the day that, that, yeah, I don't wake up feeling that way It's, it's probably the day I'll stop. Cause I don't, I don't, I've never wanted to be a guy that just does it to do it. You know, I,
1: yeah.
2: I I'm passionate about believing I'm, I'm better than everyone. So <laughs> that's my biggest driving force. And uh, I want the, I want the big trophy. I do. But uh, I, I certainly don't get like caught up in that either. You know, I, if it all ended today, for sure, I'd still say I've loved this journey.
0: Can I just ask you just in regards to what you do together, uh, Daniel, have you got anything out of Marcus's preparation, sporting prowess, uh, and vice versa? Uh, Marcus, what have you got out of Dan? When even like you talk about when you're together on the farm or down south, what do you extract from each other when you're in each other's company that has helped you both in your own sporting areas? It's
2: it's um that's actually a a good question. I think a lot of people would be like, well, how can they how can they extract anything from each other that completely different sports and, you know, whatnot. But I, I'm a, I'm a sports fanatic and I love watching other sports because you can pick up so much. Um, and it's, uh, I think, you know, we, myself and Marcus have talked a lot about, you know, all, all kind of the, the mental side of it, you know, and for example, if, if Stoin's on 99, how's he approaching that next ball? You know, he, I I'm assuming he should approach it like any other ball, but, it's like what's gone through his head. And it's like, for me at the start of the race, if I'm, if I'm on pole position, is my mindset any different than if I'm starting 10th? Um, so yeah, we, we, we actually talk a lot about that. And I think, yeah, I mean, Stoin might want to elaborate if there's anything I miss, but yeah, sports, there's so much crossover, which I, I find awesome. Um, and that, that fascinates me a lot. Yeah. Daniel,
1: um, if I can just ask you to stop saying every time Goss asks a question that it's a good question, because he's actually he's got a chalkboard here and he's already starting to chalk them up. No one said that to any of my questions yet. One but um, a, one of us is
2: why a journalist. saying that. That's, yeah. just, that's just a bad habit. Oh, hey,
0: hey,
2: hey, hey. Uh,
0: hey! One of us is a journalist and one of us is an ex cricketer. There's a difference between the two of us.
1: I've been to media training too as an athlete, and they say win the journal over. They always say good question. Feel oh. free to throw it my way. Now, um, you mentioned uh, Danny about. Being, You know, the mental side of it and coming back either from a setback or being prepared when the, when the moment that you have to go. And same for you, Stoyne, the moment you've got to switch on when the bowl is running in. I, I'd like to just play a little bit of audio, firstly directed at you, Dan, um, of an incident that happened in F1 last year to a friend of yours and a guy that um, is a very much loved member of the F1 family, Romain Grosjean.
0: As they exited out of turn three. And that looks very nasty indeed. And unsurprisingly, that is a red flag. It's yes. gone through the barrier, you see. The car's gone through the barrier. And that's then been sort of used as a wrench, as it were, to literally rip the car in half. Wow, there's Roman Grosher. unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that word does sum it up, doesn't it? Unbelievable. That was uh, an accident late in the season last year. In the Middle East, you were obviously... Um, in, in the pack of cars that were probably just a, ahead of that. But um, how, how do you fight back? Of course, for those that aren't aware, Romain Grosjean came out of there, fortunately, only with serious burns to to his hands and, and a bit to his feet. But he was just so lucky to be, be alive. How do you front up after seeing that?
2: Yeah, that that sort of stuff is is tough, you know. And um, it, it's one of those ones, like, we we're all aware of the dangers of the sport and, Uh, (laughs) weirdly enough I think that's what also drives us to love the sport it's it's that it's that uh, that kind of risk and reward and that rush that that then gives you Um, it it is it is a shock you know when you see something like that and you know so we had like about an hour of um, let's say race stoppage before Mm. we then commence the race pretty much from start again so I think you you really just got to try and I mean, I, I just went back to my room and just, uh, I basically tried to just stay stay focused in terms of, so I went through like my pre-race routine kind of all over again. I, I went through like my reaction training and a little bit of breathing techniques. And I've always been aware that, you know, there is a risk to the sport. So it's like, all right, this isn't a surprise to me. Um, make sure you're switched on and, and obviously get, when you get back out there, be at a hundred percent, because if, if you're not, then I think that's actually when you're, probably exposed um, maybe to more risks. So, yeah, you've got to shut it out. And I don't know, it's easier said than done. Yeah. I think probably just going through that process and, and that, I guess, warm-up um, helped me in that, in that situation. Yeah, sure. And Stein, I don't want to
1: leave you out of this just to see if this uh, little bit of commentary jogs your memory.
0: Oh! Oh, that's hitting hard. That is hitting hard. Oh, I made a sickening thud.
1: So that's a delivery that you remember from Riley Meredith. Storing that I remember watching that that was a, a a really sickening blow. Uh yeah, similar to what Dan said. I mean, um yeah, you get
3: shaken up and and the only it's it's so cliché and we hear it all the time, but like the only answer um I feel I have when something like that is happening or whether it's happening to you or around you is you actually have to go back to a, some sort of process and you need to Gain some sort of control over the situation because I think in in those situations like 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 for me being hit, um, you feel like you're quite reactive. You feel like things are happening to you. You feel like your mind's racing. You feel like you're getting ahead of yourself, thinking about what's happening next ball. You got people running out onto the ground asking you questions about what the score is. Are you yeah. okay? Do you feel this ball well? All those sort of things. So, I actually probably got a little bit more competitive than than usual, which is which is pretty. Um, Hard to hard to believe because I'm super competitive anyway. But I was like in my head, I was like, no, this this more so than ever. This is where where you need to sort of dig in and stick to the process and get laser focused sort of thing into uh into what was what was going to happen the next ball.
0: Boys, we know uh, we so appreciate your time uh, today. It's uh, our debut show, and uh, we threw the challenge down to Gilly. I know you're in faraway places right now, but are you both watching the footy? Uh, Daniel, we know that you are a uh, one-eyed West Coast Eagles man. Do you, you have the international AFL app and do you watch everything that happens through social media and the like? And you must be pretty pleased with the way the boys played uh, Adoptus last week. That's yeah, a good that,
2: question. That was a bad <laughs> question. <laughs> 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 Going to run out of chalk here soon. <laughs> Jeez. But I... I uh I, I didn't I didn't actually get to see that game but I uh I was uh I was following the scores this weekend well yeah we're not racing this weekend so I'm uh, I'm going to tune in and uh yeah sit down and watch all four quarters but um I'm 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 really glad it's it's back obviously with you know big crowds as well you know the rest of the world's not really seeing that mm. so um you know I'm I'm actually yeah certainly glad that Australia can uh, resume play and and do it do it as we all want to do it right now
1: you're an Eagles man, Stoin, aren't you?
2: I'm an Eagles man. Actually, yes. the last game that um,
3: Danny watched was probably when Phil Matera was playing. So, um,
1: <laughs> <he protected me>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just on that, it's that, that, good to see that the banter's still there. The last question for both of you, very quick, short, sharp one as we wind it up. And, of course, we do appreciate your, your time and effort for us. Um, I'll start with you, Stoin. You You're coming into the final turn at the Australian Grand Prix and you just slip inside Daniel Ricciardo down the down the back straight to, to take the chequered flag, what are you saying to him on the way past?
3: <laughs> I don't know whether I can say it on here. Um, <laughs> what, am, what am I saying? I'd get stuck into his nose or something like that and just give him a little, little nose symbol or something like that
1: just as I'm sliding, sliding past. All right, so there'd be something there. Righto, Daniel, you've just uh, run in with the... Uh, an old reverse swinging ball. Stoinis is on ninety nine. They need one to win. He needs one to make a hundred. But you rip his middle stump out. What's your words of advice as you run past him?
2: I, I would. I would cartwheel all the way <laughs> off the field with him. I would just be doing, <laughs> just following as, as his head's down, I'll be uh cartwheeling just by him, just smiling every step of the way, one cartwheel, <laughs> one cartwheel, and just smiling, uh, just being an absolute best.
1: Yeah, well, it's a smile you can't miss. There's no doubt about that. And I think you guys have uh, shown us you're well and truly have shared a lot of love since you were young fellas growing up in uh, in northern Perth and holidaying families together and spending a lot of time as you've both risen to the top of your field so uh, gentlemen thank you so much Uh, Marcus all the best in the IPL with the Delhi Capitals finalists last year hope you can go one better this year and uh, next weekend you resume don't you in uh, in Italy Daniel I think and all the best for the 2021 season and getting the first podium, first win with McLaren, and then, who knows, that elusive world title. Thanks very much, gentlemen. Thank
2: Thanks you, guys. Us. See you, Stoyne, you drip.
0: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91